Welcome to Lion Tales. We're here to start a dialogue about us, for us, and for them if they're interested. So we don't profess to know it all. We don't profess to get it right. But we have a passion to learn. Join us. Teach us some things. We'll teach you some things. Let's go. On the night I was born, the rain was pouring, God was crying, lightning struck, power out, his sparks was flying, the real one's here, the young boy that walked with lions, around the outlines of chalk where the corpse is lying. What up, what up? That was from Jermaine Cole. Welcome to Lion's Tales. I'm Joe. Today's discussion is going to be about hip-hop and its spread throughout the globe. Um, now, we're going to focus the discussion there. Like, I, I know hip-hop's discussed Endless times, it's history, you know, whether we want to take it all the way back to 1973 and Cedric Ave, if we talk about where we are now and the current artists, if we go back to a Tupac and a Big, if we go back farther to uh, Melly Mel or whoever else. Like, I feel like those conversations have been had. Um, mm -hmm. But I want to talk about impact. I want to talk about where we are in an art form that's not even 50 years old yet can have this ubiquitous presence, right? Like, mm. Think of some of the prime, like, cultural movers in the world. You got food, you got religion, you got sports. And for me, hip-hop is fourth, globally. Mm. So I know that's, you know, hey, I know it's different. Alvin, you were telling me it's a little different. Hey, I'm Language. African. Yeah, yeah. I, I live in America. I have that lens and that bias. And right. you're like, hey, I don't see where it is. And, and I said, hey, Alvin, I can show you how it ties in in some of those Let's areas. Let's do it. We're not, even, we're not even thinking about. Let's but, do but, it. But, 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 you know, hey, uh, I do want to know how everyone feels. You know what I mean? What's up, what's up? Day-Day, how you feeling, man? Uh, I'm feeling good, bro. Uh, you know, summer's almost over. You know, uh, had a good run this summer. Spent a lot of time with my daughter, and you know, love to see it. Yeah, and uh, did some uh, reading some good books. Uh, reading currently a book um called Never Split the Difference. It's about uh negotiation. You know, and it's written by a dude who was like a former um hostage negotiator, but he's saying like the same task tactics that I used in hostage negotiation, you can use in everyday um. Everything's a negotiation. Like every conversation's a negotiation. Every relationship's a negotiation. So it has wide application. I respect it. I like that. Alvin, what up, man? Nothing, man. Just you know, trying to uh, trying to make it, brother. Trying to make it. You talking about books? There's two books I've been reading. So what I've been up to is just a lot of reflection. Mm. Trying to figure out what's the next forty, because I'm about to be forty soon. So I'm the baby on this. On the show. Hey, don't throw that up in our face, brother. <laughs> and I'm thinking about what's the next 40 years for me, right? So now, right now I'm reading A Purpose Driven Life. Mm. I'm reading On Fuck Your Mind. Mm. Um, so those are my two reads right that now. That was by a black woman, right? I feel like I've seen On Fuck Your Mind? Yeah. Nah, it's a white dude. Oh, okay. He's an Irish. I think he is. Yeah. Gary Thompson, I believe is his name. I'm thinking about a book. I think it's called How Not to, How to Give No Fucks or something like that. Yeah, yeah no, that's I seen that title. Oh, I yeah. need to write uh, the sequel. <laughs> Sis. <laughs> Sis, what up? Brother. Hey, man, listen. Alvin's talking about he's the baby. Let me give you some tips. What have I been up to? Spending about four or five hours of my day stretching because I am the eldest. <laughs> and my hip stretching. do. Man, because my hip do things. My ankle don't work right. My knee give out. And then I'm meditating, doing yoga. Someone tell me about hot yoga. Oh, yeah, Jojo. Uh, yeah, my, my, my wife loves. Uh, hot I got yoga, and braids. I can do it now with my braids, but now my hair was blown out. Hot yoga was a no for me, dog. But 
I got my I Am app because we're talking about self. I love it. I, I don't. I don't. You know, I can go on a fitness tangent because that's yeah. where I'm at with it. But um, hot yoga, yes. Uh, we watched a, a documentary on the founder of Bikram. That's a wild, wild guy right there. So right. if you notice, a lot of the Bikram studios dropped the name and switched to Hot Yoga. Because yeah, because he did some bad they stuff. They did not want to be associated with him. God. Which so, you should put that link. We'll put that link on the website. Yeah, hey, if, yeah. If you want to watch, it's 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 entertaining watch. And and if you uh, support, you know, Bikram by name, you know, you might want to check it out just to see if that's something that's good for you as an entity. If that's what you want your brand to be tied to. Yeah, interesting. Uh, hot yoga, you did it right. Hot yoga is. I haven't is done it. Yeah, I'm, so I'm sorry. Even the even the discussion. Yeah, that's even why discussion. I went away. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know it was called Bikram. Oh, see, he ain't even. Well, well, Bikram, Bikram is a specific set of flows done at a certain temperature. Hot is really just the studio temp. Got it. Which is why, if you wanted the, the hot benefit, you didn't technically have to do Bikram. You could just turn up your studio. And people have went to that oh. as opposed to just being... I thought it was a, the level of an intensity. No, right. it's, it's a specific set of flows. Every time you go to Bikram, you're doing the same flow. Mm-hmm. Like Bikram, specific Bikram, mm-hmm. is, is that flow. Well, we shouldn't even say that word no more, apparently. I mean, we can say it. We just have uh, to give the context of, hey, that, we do this, not... Yeah, this. that's a terrible man. Like, we're not saying... We, yeah, we're not saying good stuff about him. And to piggyback the hot yoga thing, because uh, the 47, and well, I'm be 47 September 2nd, I'm going to put my cash app on the website. It'll be after my birthday, but y'all can still do what y'all do. In Jamaica, what, what, my yoga sign? was, I'm a Virgo. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that explain a lot, don't it? My ex-wife. Bun oh, first. you know what? You know what? Don't <laughs> don't do me. Also, out. Nas and Ludacris are Virgos <laughs> since we since we are talking hip hop. Nas and Ludacris. Nas are Nas and Ludacris, but hot and, yoga and and Beyonce is a, is a Virgo. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Rule the world. Gotcha. They said girls. I said Virgos. Ah. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Hot yoga in Jamaica. I did it on your balcony every day. It's easier for me to stretch. My hip hurt less because you can get more flexible. My muscles were more pliable or something. That's Ooh, what I've been pliable. Up to. Pliable. You like it, it, don't you? Ow. I was trying to get him to work out. You Jamaica. wanted us to jog up a hill. Listen, that elevation was crazy. It yeah. was, Alvin, and you was out there struggling. And hill, hill runs automatically teach proper sprint mechanics, but that's neither here nor there. I, I did that and Joe, every we day. said that we were going to do it with him, and I was out there doing yoga, and Marissa was, came out there to stretch, and I looked, and I said, did a nigga run by the window? It was Alvin. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing that. He, got nah, he, was, posting, he was posting his uh, the Apple Watch, or the, you know, your little... Oh, uh, Strava, Strava. Yeah, yeah, Strava. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, right, what Joe, you been up like, to? Oh, man, uh, you know, just trying to figure this thing out. I left the gym environment, and uh, I'm a trainer. I work with performance athletes, so kind of trying to figure out the, the entrepreneurial side of training. And it's uh, right now, I'm, I'm realizing I like the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Is it easier? Like the infrastructure's already um, there. You know, the, the the marketing and getting people side of it. I don't need the gym for it all, right? But I need the gym when it rains, oh. <laughs> like or because I can't go in the park and, and mm-hmm. do my thing, mm-hmm. or like if I want to work with a team of twenty, you know, I don't have enough bands and. I don't have enough dumbbells for 20 kids. You know, just just little things like that. And it's real estate. So if I'm trying to do that in D.C. and have enough square footage to do that, you got to buy that amount of square footage right. in D.C. So you're talking ten to 20,000 square feet. Like, wait, wait, but is there a place you could, like, you could just rent yeah, time yeah, yeah. without so, being affiliated with the gym? Just be like a... Yeah, for sure. In the city, it's harder, though. In the city, oh, yeah, in the city yeah. it's just price. Just less spaces, price right. Oh, it's the price, not the Yeah, it's some space. availability. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. can buy what you want in D.C. Like. Yeah. No, he. I'm How saying for million? the rental. Oh yeah, 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 it's the yeah. Price. It's, yeah, it's, you know, think about this like a, I don't know, 800 square foot apartment in what normally used to be a 700 dollars square foot 
part of town. So it was two thousand. Right. Mm. All right. Well, look, we we are all caught up. I feel I feel like we're here. Uh, you know, I shared I shared that verse from from J Cole, man, because uh, for me, you know, hip hop is part of my everyday life now. Ironically, uh, Tanya and I grew up uh, that as well. We we're outside of, the, of D.C., so you know, for me, predominantly growing up, my my go-to music was go-go. Now, go-go got a lot of their covers and a lot of the things that we like from hip hop, and we we're always you know watching the rap cities and the Yo MTV raps and reading the word ups and all of those things. Um, and so, you know, the first thing I want to talk about is how how do we think it became? And if you don't think it became ubiquitous, you know, you all could speak to that too. How do we think we it got to the point? For me, I think it was more timing and, and access as opposed to strictly like quality of music. Like I, I don't think everyone in the world loves hip hop the most. I think hip hop came along at just the right time to be new, fresh when MTV is popping, uh, you know, CDs become more prevalent, which means that you can copy music at a higher quality than you could on cassette and vinyl. Then you go into digital, like it just timing of it it just allowed it to take off unlike some of the other forms that we had musically that came before it. Um, and when you say ubiquitous... Uh, it's every, it's everywhere. Like, so if I I could be... And I, I do this sometimes. Like, I'll be, well, you know, traveling somewhere. Yeah. And, you you know, you, you, you always see, like, uh, you know, elements of other cultures, places. Like, if I go to a major city, mm-hmm. chances are uh, there's a Chinatown. Like, in Philly, we saw all kind of that right. culture because we were right there. Like... Even in Chinatown in Philly, I saw heavy hip-hop presence in the store windows and right. who they were marketing to and how they were marketing, you know what I'm saying, what they were playing in these restaurants. Or even if I'm looking at the crowd, the crowd might not look like what I think I would see at the concert of the person they're playing, right. but that's the envi- That's what they chose to play in that environment because they know how familiar people are with those things. You mm-hmm. know? Um, and, and, and again, I don't think it's because, well, for me personally, I think it's because the art is great, but I know that's not why it reaches everyone. There's all kind of other things that factor into that, you know, uh, capitalism, American imperialism, all of those things help with the spread right. of hip hop. But that doesn't change how where it spread. I, I, I've done a, like a lot of thinking about this, like over you know years, and like I have a, an idea, but I want to hear what you guys uh, what you guys think. I think it's the thing that it's always been right. So first, I take it all the way back to when they did start bringing people from the African continent to the U.S. And I was reading these old like Library of Congress things, and the white people were like. It's amazing how the Negroes have multiple beats and they they seem to be in this and they talked about how they dance and they even talked about and then how their buttocks move. And so it was like, seriously, and they were they were amazed because they were like, look at them. And they were like, and whereas we do this, they listen for X, Y, Z. Right. And so I think that it's whatever the music is at that time, because think about Elvis and he's the king of rock. They want our rhythm but not our blues. That's why hip-hop is there, because that T-shirt is real, right? There's the rhythm of it, and mm. there's the joy of it. And that's what he said. He was like, and their buttocks are moving in the music. They were like, it's so joyful. Mm-hmm. And because historically we have been the entertainers regardless of what the music is. And I think hip-hop came about at the time where Joe said it's, you have MTV, then BET. You had the box, right? You had all these things. And you said the go-go thing. I thought everybody listened to Go-Go till I was like 10 years old. Yeah, that was me too. Right? Yeah, I didn't I know, know everybody little... didn't listen to Go-Go. And Alvin, because I know that we talked about this outside of you, and he's uh, hip-hop being so influential, it still is the African in it, which is what was making the rhythms and the buttocks and all that. That's what I was going to say. Because Go-Go is Congos. They and I talk about this all the time, and, and he pointed out something that I say often, you know, music is African. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, 
music is African. Like if we traditionally go back to where music came from, it that's where it came from. So like, and hip hop is a derivative art form. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it's, right. it's derived from these other right. things. But I think what you like cooking is derivative, right? Like, but like a dish is we don't think of it as just oh well, it's it's really just this thing, this uh. Spice is just that's the whole dish. No, like that. All those individual, you know, things that you take make a whole new dish. And again, I think timing wise, um, that is what allowed for it to to spread. And, and it's technology, it's all these other things, and it just it's. I just it, it allowed it to zoom in fifty years. Like it, it's seventy three is the generally accepted date. So we're right. talking next year is the fiftieth year, and think of. I could be watching uh, a football game. Mm-hmm. What football? What kind of football? Uh, the real one? World, glo- <laughs> global the real one? Global <laughs> football. He mean your football. Global football. Yeah, I could be watching a global football game. Uh, it could be Galatasaray. It could be Galatasaray. I mean, soccer for American listeners. It, it could be there. And it could be a retired player, Didier Drogba. You know, he could score, but his, his celebration it could be a hip hop dance. Right, right, and you see that often. Like, hey, Neymar dabbing after he, you know, late. We we do know that it gets travels from outside the sprinkler a little later. But yeah, he, he dabbing on on a score, or you see somebody doing a dance. Hey, why why, why is this whole section of TikTok that is not they you know, you you don't know what that dance is or or that that gritty came from this Louisiana culture, uh, and this is tied to this. Y'all are all doing this dance. You hip hop too. You just ain't know. Right? Yeah. The, so uh, when, TikTok when you... is the modern version of Elvis. Uh, when you're talking about Elvis, you know, wanting the rhythm without the blues, that's what hip hop is. Like they're taking our culture, monetizing it, and like whitening it, whitewashing it. Did you see the U.S. against the Philippines? They were doing the Cardi B, and it's up and it's up, and it was white girls from the U.S. and the on Philippines, and the Filipino girls won, and they were like, "Why the U.S. ain't win?" I'm like, "Hey, come on!" It's only <laughs> like, "Come on!" <laughs> so when you ask the question, what? Not the question when you when you trying to say, you know, the influence or the ubiquity of hip hop. You know, I reframe that question in my mind is. African music influence on hip hop and music in general, right? The rhythm, you know, it excites me now when I see Afrobeats, it's dominating everywhere. And people are like, wow, that that's great. You know, it's like, we've been listening to that for like decades. You know, I can't travel the world now and without, you know, a DJ playing Afrobeats. See, right? I think that the opposite of what he just said, like he's saying like Africa's, African influence on hip hop. And the way I think of it, for example, um, like when I first start thinking about this, I start thinking about it in the context of uh, we mentioned on the last or one episode that my grandfather invented the steel drum, right? And he comes from a very specific uh, part of the culture. The same part of the culture where the steel pan music was invented is the same part of the culture that invented hip hop, right? Is like young black men, marginalized black men, you know, very young, and so. In both instances, Caribbean too. Hip hip hop was yeah, Caribbean. One of the Caribbean, one yeah, exactly. It was SoundClash. It came out of SoundClash, like that kind of thing. But 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 what I'm saying is that uh, the African diaspora came this way, right? And we we like through transatlantic slavery or whatever, uh, or you know, um, by boat or by plane. However, we got here. The, the diaspora came this way, and once we got here, we created our own things, right? Like steel drum, um, like hip hop, like blues, and then. Create our own diaspora, so I see hip hop being like a diaspora of. So, so like Africa sent it a out, re, and we sent something back. Yeah, re, a re diaspora, re diaspora, right? I see hip hop being that. But to answer your question, why is it so ubiquitous? To me, the reason I think it is is because it speaks 
to the lot loud the largest audience, right? And the largest audience being um we all have like a shared trauma from white supremacy, from white capital from capitalism. You know what I mean? That's like the origins of hip hop. Now like the mainstream stuff isn't necessarily that, but it was like the most marginalized people in society created this form of music and it spoke to other marginalized people throughout the world. And I think that's why um it becomes so ubiquitous because I never thought about that. It's protest right? music, really. It's it started off music. as protest yeah. music. Exactly. Like we think about it as exactly. like the red, the green, exactly. the yellow. And we actually, Bombada. we actually have saw a very real time example of what capitalism does to those moments and movements, right? Like you can look at like a Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. It becomes a we're gonna commodify, commodify it. it, right? Yeah, and 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 once it becomes commodified. Now, you got to do a little bit of analysis on your own to know, like, well, what am I supporting here? Right, am I exactly. supporting this or am I supporting Carnival the original? Yeah. same thing. Yeah. Like. But it's a protest mu- um, music, and that's what I sent you an article that, you know, part of the, you know, the discussion I, in my head, I had some ideas is like, yes, there's this, like, American hip-hop influence on the world, but also what's interesting to me is when the rest of the world got hip-hop, what they chose to do with it. See what I'm saying? Like, they do their own thing with hip-hop, right? So I was telling him how um, hip-hop was one of the things that facilitated the Arab Spring. You know, Mm. it was social media and hip-hop. And, like, in Kenya, women uh, protest through hip-hop. You know what I mean? Like, they fight for women's rights in, like, Arab countries using hip-hop. So it's like, like, they are, like, that public enemy fight to power, you know what Mm. I mean, Uh, type of hip-hop. So I think that's what it is to me why it's so... Um, ubiquitous is because it speaks to this very large audience of marginalized people, but it also becomes a platform for them to have a voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I tipped my hand a little bit with, you know, some of the stuff I had kind of thought about. But I I likened it to uh, Michael Jordan, you know, Mm -hmm. with the, hey, I think, to me, I grew up in that era. So for me, Michael Jordan is the best basketball player that I've I've watched. I agreed. That's for me. Mm -hmm. Um. But I also know that part of the reason that I think what I think is because Michael Jordan arrived at the perfect time, right? Like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird had brought basketball into live television. Basketball didn't even come on live TV Mm -hmm. before then. The finals. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about like a a regular season game. The NBA finals were on tape delay. Mm -hmm. There was no – ESPN was very new, 79. Mm -hmm. Like, so Jordan came – when the 24-hour sports news cycle was created, mm-hmm. he was at the very beginning of the internet. He was mm-hmm. responsible for the explosion of sneakers. So that one, I, I'll say, is a marker that he ticked off. But of most of the things that propelled him to being this widely known, it was a timing thing. And the, he was great. There's a right. word for what you're saying. is uh, globalization. It's like the intensification right, 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 of right. globalization. Right. Because globalization has always been happening, but you're talking about like this specific timing yeah. where it was like really intensified. Global really easier. Transportation is easier. Transportation travel, and everything. Yeah. So globalization is happening at a, an accelerated pace now. So it, and it could spread everywhere. Because right. even when right. you said the tennis shoes and he... He made that a thing, sneakers or whatever, but then it was in rap music. Yeah, exactly. right? hip hop made his shoes a thing. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Hip hop made the NBA. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, that's why. The, that's why to me the NBA is gonna pass the NFL soon is because they embrace hip hop culture. And it's a global game. Basketball's yeah. global, and NFL isn't really global. But how did it become global though? You know, because yeah. of the you know because of hip hop. You know, it kind of rolled that wave with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and because what is it like? Carhartt, Versace. Even if you don't think about the luxury brands, Carhartt wasn't a thing. 
for anybody to people to talk about in hip hop. Hennessy or Hennessy. or or what? Because that is yeah. not good cognac. I'm gonna just exactly. say that. But it was good rap it's that made it. Cognac. It's not good cognac. Terrible cognac. But it's in a song, so it's gonna sell. So, so that actually is a good. <laughs> that actually is a good uh, segue into to to where I wanted to go with it next. So so we talk about what makes it uh, ubiquitous. We talked about timing. Mm-hmm. We talked about tech. We talked about who it connects with. Mm-hmm. Um, so. This this capitalism that we're that we're 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 speaking about these things that we're talking about, where do you see? How do you see hip hop maintaining that integrity, right? Where it's speaking to those marginalized people, but also able to sustain itself, right? So so um, Noriega, who's a rapper who now a media person has a podcast. He talks about this all the time. Like in order for hip hop to grow up as not just like this cultural force. Like it has to branch out to where you right. know it provides some sort of living, right? right? Like rapping is a living, producing is a living. Well, right. now we can have people from the culture do the interviews from the culture, and we have people from the culture who make clothes for the culture. Right. Like how, where do you see the growth so that hip hop can continue to uh, be build, authentic, be authentic, and well, bring in new audience? And because usually these things are cyclical, right? Like where. Except for sports, religion, and food, everything else has cycled through. Like there's right. been other points of music that were up there, and other things in culture that were up there, but then they cycle off. I think I, I should. So I should think it's happening now. Exactly. I think it's right? happening now. And two things is is contributing to that, right? Technology, right? And when we talk about, let's go back, back in the day, we talk about CDs or cassette tapes. That's how hip hop got into the hands of people. Or actually, no, it started on the block. Everyone hung out on the block, and you got beatboxing that. That you know, and then you say you were out. not familiar with hip hop right. like that, Alvin. This is pretty good, right. man. This is pretty good. <laughs> I know a little bit. Uh, my favorite, you know, uh, song is Juicy because I resonate with you know the the lyrics. But hey. we talk about that, right? So it started on the block, and then you know you had record company and the cassette. Then it started distributing outside, right? And then we had CDs and so on and so on, and then streaming came about, mm-hmm. right? So now it allows you don't have to go through the red tape to go through the record company to create. Mm-hmm. So now with TikTok and everything else, you can have creators from all parts of the globe mm-hmm. can create and reach people everywhere across the world. What I love that you touched on there, and I, I don't, you know, this is what I got out of uh, what you just said is, um, even though the technology has increased, and usually things like that, like right, sometimes I won't say usually, can become barriers to access, right? right. Mm-hmm. But in the case of hip hop. It made it easier for people. Mm. Like people, exactly. this is all people need to record. Mm. Exactly. And even before songs. that, now, it, the quality. Yeah, we can talk about that. Fucking Soldier Boy blew up off of goddamn YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's it. We, rap helped propel. Well, Janet Jackson's titty and rap helped propel YouTube to where right. YouTube is. Like that's really it. But I, that's what I was saying. The um, how Send do, us how does, money, Sergey? Huh? <laughs> That's the the Google dude, Sergey Brand. How how did uh how did how's it gonna keep propelling or how's it gonna stay fresh and authentic mm-hmm. and and all of that? Uh, to what Alvin's saying, I think um what's happening now is there's like dialogue back and forth, you know, between um hip hop artists in the U S. and hip hop artists in Africa or wherever in the world. You know what I mean? So that's one of the things. It was like the the conversation was one way for a long time. You know what I mean? From the U S. to to the world, and now with social media. And the ubiquity of it now, you're having, you know, the conversation being a, a, a global discourse. You know what I mean? So, for example, uh, who was it the other day? He was saying I, I wanted to uh, get a feature from, um, I think, Burner, but he was like, it was too much. So I went with WizKid or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now you're seeing collaborations happening. Now you're seeing, you know, influences on dancing, dances happening. 
You know, so uh, dances that are popular on social media from Africa are influencing choreography here and vice versa. You know, uh, you see the the, the cross-fertilization of, like, um, fashion happening. You know, so I think that's that's how it's going to happen. So, so you think that the... Basically, that um, that original air of inclusivity amongst people who generally felt excluded is how you keep it fresh. Like, keep bringing in these new things. Yeah, I think. And, 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 and especially if it was protest music, like because like African Babada and all of them, and like uh, uh, Public Enemy, right? So, so, so keep the message. Keep, keep the, the message, but right. the never, message never can develop the, the gatekeeping, right? And, right. I, and that, so, as a person like me, like I, that's one of my biggest. Uh, concerns with it growing that way, right? Because it is mm-hmm. supposed to be organic growth. Like, I'm not, you know, people in our age range, and you could probably speak to this, and you could probably speak to this, we tend Why to look... just let me... You said you were you young, You said you were You can you get young. up here in these 40s, you want to stretch your hip and stuff, like I said. So, so it, it, if you, if you, um, you know, when, when you think about where we are and how our hip-hop journeys have, have, have kind of uh, traveled... Mm. Evolved. Um, yeah, yeah, e- evolved. That gatekeeping mentality, that gatekeeping mentality is the thing that I fear because it's like, hey, that access point was why everyone felt so connected to this art, mm-hmm. right? Because you, hey, you don't have to be a great singer. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you don't have to play every instrument. You know, it is a, it's a role for you here too. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's something you can do in this music too. And, and, and the culture, because yeah, the culture is bigger than the music. Big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hip hop, very good point. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, hip hop culture is not just about like what you hear. You know, it's it's a style of dress, it's graffiti, it's dance, it's DJ, it's all these other elements. You know, um, and I think when people start trying to say who can drive the culture or who can add positive contributions, because I think we do have to be cognizant of what's like a negative, uh, what, you know, what can be considered a negative thing to add to the music. We do have to be cognizant of it. It doesn't mean it doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that is what could stifle the growth. Like if we all with start... With the gatekeeping? Yeah, like we're yeah, like yeah, yeah. Where people, you know, people our age, like, man, these young kids not rapping about nothing. But right. I, I remember MC Brains. Like right. We had plenty of rappers that didn't rap about anything right. because we were young and we listened to songs without understanding. But that's but, a good thing we're not... But, but, so that's a good point. But I would say maybe 10 years ago, then I would be concerned about that because those are the people who were sitting at the table at the record right. label that could saying. say, your music is not good enough, it's trash, right? To represent this culture. But now, fuck them, you don't need them. He's right. saying and that so, there's, so that's he's why saying I think you the technology is good. Yeah. yeah. Gatekeepers. So but you're the saying they're still there. Yeah, you can't. You can't you can. really circumvent you, them you, that much. You, you can, you can. And, and and some people have, right? Like, um, I, I'm, this is nerdy hip hop talk. I know, like, independent artists, like maybe like a Russ or, or, or like a Chance, which mm-hmm. Chance, Chance some people don't consider because he took Apple Music money to kind of be that present for that album that got that look. But Russ doesn't take that money, right? And Russ, I want to say Russ made like 30 million last year. Toby. You know yeah, Toby. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you got you got people who, who can do that. But now, imagine if you took that same artist, Toby, for example, who is, I don't want to say closer to elements because I don't want to be a gatekeeper, but there, there's a lot of really strong traditional elements of hip-hop music in Toby's music where if you thought maybe that got the commercial push of, I don't want to, Pick out an artist because I, I listen to it all. Right of a commercial artist of just somebody top tier, like yeah, Drake, yeah, a top tier commercial artist. Right. Then Toby would be one of the people driving what we think 
should be contributing to the machine. Like, hey, this is what. But he is. Why? Though. Because you're saying that he's not really innovative right now. No, he is innovative, but he's innovating. His innovations are 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 not targeted towards a smaller audience, but they're falling towards a smaller audience because, hey, artists, believe it or not, artists say they don't pay for plays or playlist placement or all of those things, but they do, and that leads to this kid in a deep step Virginia that had never heard of hip hop but mm-hmm. heard you and decided he want to rap and contribute to the culture too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like, we want your music to reach those people too mm-hmm. rather than just people who are in the know. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but, how, but how do we get those guys I'm to be the driver? I'm saying that's happening. That's happening. So you talk about this Toby guy. I have no idea who he is, right? <laughs> but he How got, you say Toby and, and got, how you say his name? Uh, he's Nigerian American. I'm not sure of the present- T-O-B-E. pronunciation. T O B E. I follow him on uh, IG. Right. Okay. okay. But I think Ta- fact- Tanya was a person who uh, put me on to him because mm-hmm. during um, during one of the uh, things he had that song um, "Try Jesus, Don't Try Me," yeah. and then you yeah. had posted that, <laughs> and then that's when I ever since I saw that, that's when I just been he following the murder. So that is a great example of so he's reaching and helping amplify the culture. Through his sure. small no, audience, sure. through his small audience, and then they're telling other people. I don't think his audience is that people. small, though. What, um, but that's besides relative, the point. Relative, relative to, to the Drake. people I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, right. That's I besides the point. The point I'm trying to make is, you oh, know, it's all about this, this. How do you make his platform as big as Drake's? Yeah, like, oh. Uh, but I'm saying he doesn't, doesn't need, need to. But doesn't need to be. Right, exactly. Yeah, and well, I think that the, he, he doesn't need to, because you know that I said to you, and I, like, when A was at my house, and we just kept watching Battle Rap, and he's on the YouTube one thing, and I'm like, Adrian, this is really what you do all day? I said, this is what they do all day? He said, you know how much money they just got to do that battle rap? Like, it's a whole bunch of people. And I was like, they doing this all day? I didn't know they was making that kind of money. And Adrian really likes to watch that. And mm-hmm. I watched it all weekend. And I saw stuff I never saw. And I was like, you're going to watch this all weekend. But I watched it all weekend. So I was like, ooh, ooh, That's an excellent ow. point about the growth of hip-hop, too. Mm-hmm. Because battle rapping was not yeah, something exactly. that you thought was a commercial career. Like it's like the big three in basketball, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so that's But bigger, really probably. Point. That's a really good yeah. point because that is an area where it's I, a niche and and battling is a traditional element of yeah, hip hop. It's just right. um at, when it became commercially accepted, the only battle records we got were like the hit 'em ups and the, right. the you know who shot you's, which and also all these I think do uh, is it would have it would have it would have probably became that faster had Big L you know not died. You know what I mean? Because that was mm-hmm. like his, his thing. Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I basically. also was like, it's a whole separate thing. They're not trying to make this whole. Other they're battle rappers. Yeah. They're just trying yeah. to. Ba- I mean, they like were Cassie. Stuff. That's like, like his whole lane yeah. now, right? And yeah. I was like, "Ooh, that's disrespectful. Ooh, yeah. that's disrespectful." No and I was like, Cassie, "That." Yeah. I was like, "Ooh, that's disrespectful." And I was like, "Adrian, they're gonna do this all day. They weren't even mad when they finished." Yeah. I was like, "They're gonna get in a it's, fight." It's like acting. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 I was amazed. You know, I never art. sat and just watched no battle rapping for that long, and it's. But it was it was a surprise. But to Joe's earlier point about how can we amplify this underground. Right, like true artists, to the commercial level to continue like the influence or the ubiquity that hip hop has, and I'm saying you don't have to because they're doing that and, through and that's fair. their and own platform. I always like to point this out. Like we always, um, we and I mean me, <laughs> have a way of acting like commercial rap has a sound. Yeah, that, but if you think of hey, the last decade of commercial rap, the top three or four artists because they always leave my man out and he's kind of an outlier. But the top four artists in rap in those 10 years would be Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. What do they rap about? Kanye. J. Cole, no, J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar are what you would consider a conscious rapper. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If you listen to Drake's popular songs, God's Plan, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the best. No, you no, ever that's had. what you're saying. It's Aaron. not that. It's not like the uh, NW. It's not the yeah. street. No, even NWA was a conscious rap yeah. group. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, they I were. got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that yeah, is a yeah. conscious rap group. Yeah, yeah. That, so, yeah, that's true. so we have sort of, and, and we, I mean, me, we have been sort of kind of tricked into thinking that um, none of that music makes it through. What happens is we get one or two artists that do that. They end up being the most successful, and oh, then we take the quick money. We, I mean, the industry, the culture, quick money on fast turnaround singles and hey. It's put out an album every six months with ten cuts. Two of them will be good. They only have to spend twenty minutes listening to it. They'll keep those two songs. We'll do it again. Right? But you know, he also because you brought up Drake and you know that's Future was the fourth. Mm-hmm. Oh, Future. I love Future. Future has I the number Future. one or two I you selling albums so far this year. I love I believe. Future's he's number one music. in hip hop, but I think he's number two overall. Yeah. I just saw the uh, the um, thing Drake, J Cole, Kendrick. Have had albums on the top 200 for like 10 yeah, years straight. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I, 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 I thought Kanye was going to be on that list. No, not Future. No, no. He's not active enough. Yeah, but, in the last decade, he hasn't released enough albums. But album, what about and they if we think well about in the last, just the last decade? Why people can't flow through all of it? Like you said, these people are conscious, or like you brought up the thing about Drake, but sometimes, even though I don't necessarily know that that was, I don't know what his intent was, but he was like, I thought she went to Harvard, but. She, she probably went to Howard, and I'm like, let them know. Like, it doesn't have to be like, I'm doing this because of consciousness, but let me drop a fact or let me... I feel like that does something overall, like, that you can flow in and out of it, that maybe even in a song, you're just for fun, but then you're also, let me drop a fact or let me drop some... Right? Can't that happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. So, so that's me. And, and, and you know my taste. I'm listening. I'm listening to it all. I'm listening to what you think is corny, I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, a, I don't listen to Kanye West, but I listen to his album at least once. I, think, I listen to his album at least once so I can consume the music and know, like, yeah, I, I, I like that. You're you know, listening I, to it all in America. See what I'm saying? I think, like, to get back to your other question, like, how is gonna the future of hip hop? Right? I think, like, is a young person's game, right? And if you look at the global populations all over the world, like, Africa is probably the youngest. You know what I mean? And I think that's where the future is going to be. It's because it's I think it's always going to be youth-driven. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the, the the youth is not in America anymore. You know what I mean? So we're looking like the next 10, 20 years down the line. Mm-hmm. How do we go from 50 to 100? I think it's going to be that youth uh, outside of America that's going to drive that. So two excellent points there, right? So yeah, I, do, I definitely think the growth away from origin is essential. So any, any you know, Africa, yeah, that's a great point about the age. I want to dive into that first, right? So in order for it to, to stay ubiquitous, Rock and roll acts don't age out. You know, right. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, I agree. They, they tour till they... I mean, like, we're, we got some artists aging well. They, yeah, yeah, we do. Um, yeah. And, and we seen in this in the pandemic, we had a lot of the old artists come back and yeah, service with verses. Yeah, because yeah. And Jadakiss caught, like, a new career. Yeah. You know, right. like, and he's a, what you would consider a late career rapper. He's been around since the mid-90s. Right. You know, um, but he's fresh again to these kids right. because of those things. Now... And then we got, you know, the little babies. And we see the next wave. Here in America, we get to see the next wave. So I, I do understand that because this is where I live. But I think globally, like, we've already seen some scenes that have popped up and now are their own thing. To your point, like, UK grime is its own thing. Yeah, and exactly. now we're taking that back in the drill. Exactly, exactly. Then, so I think yeah. that it's already present. And even to your point about, like, Afro, like, you do hear, uh, we talked about the stacking of vocals and the recording aspects that mm-hmm. were primarily found. Yeah, hip-hop's hip-hop influence on, like, uh, other cultures' music. Like uh, right, Afro right, beats, right. for example. So, so, so I think now we got the Afro beats, and you know, um, any anything that's that uses hip hop as a derivative has the potential to carry hip hop with, it, right? You know, you know, to carry hip hop with. It. Let me ask you a question, Joe, because we're talking about it being, uh, you know, like oh, it's gonna happen. Africa has the youth, this that. 
there's one caveat that I wanted to put because I always say this from the digital advertising stuff and knowing my demographic. The 18 to 24, every demo below 24 mm. is majority African-American and Hispanic in the U.S. Mm. So we have this young population here that's a little bit oh, different yeah, yeah. Okay, than yeah, us yeah. because they're going to be the majority. I wonder how that impacts hip-hop. But number two... But they're already consuming hip-hop. Yeah, but I wonder how that's going to impact the production of it, not the listening to it. it. And the, the perception the biggest, of it. And right? the perception. Because it, it also has a counterculture thing that mm. I think helps, even though it is dominant. It's like, not a counterculture yeah. anymore, it's, though. It, it's, it's, it isn't, but it still feels that way. Yeah, right? yeah, and, still. And I, yeah. I wonder that's if, what you're asking. How yeah. does it keep that but, vibe? But they're yeah, the ones yeah. what creating. About, right, they're the ones that are creating, but even more so than that, oh, they're going to be the majority, they're going to be sitting in a different position. Remember the kid that I met from Venezuela, and you know you go to South America, it's Tigre rap. I have it on my mm -hmm, phone mm -hmm. right now. What about South America and the Caribbean? How does that, because even if I hear um, um, reggaeton, I, that's, that's rap. That's hip-hop. Well, well, hey, for me, hip-hop um, hip influence. I've been, South, South, I haven't traveled as, well, I guess I, I've been a few, a couple countries in South America, and all, all three of the spots I've been to, Argentina, Colombia, and Brazil, um, in Brazil, we went to Salvador da Bahia, which is large Nigerian population there. It's like super huge. Uh, they had the drum lines for Carnival, um, and they had like a call and response thing too. Like, so I know that like there, I didn't see the kid there that might do that, but they already possess that ability to if they decide, hey, we're gonna use this Oladun drum pattern. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna spit what I'm spitting out here. But I right bet now. it's happening. Yeah, though. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I might not have seen yeah, that yeah, kid, yeah. but I, I could tell by the way the music yeah, yeah. was and the call and response that that's a thing with the crowd. Like they were basically emceeing. And that was know, another like, thing. So do y'all think South America will get bigger? Like, because you know we go down there, and I I know that a lot of people don't necessarily go to South America, but it's blackity black down there. Yeah, right? it's definitely yeah. Blacker, it's happening it's, as we speak. It's happening here. Yeah. Will that where, where does not anything? that? So, for example, Nori would be hip to that whole scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not hip to that scene. You know what I mean? Uh, and in fact, there was a dude who was on um, Drink Champs who's from Latin America who's a rapper. Like, was big, big. But I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Until I saw him on Drink Champs. Was it Daddy Yankee? I know he did a Drink Champs. He's from Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It might have been him. Well, he's from the Bronx, I think. But but it might have been. I don't know. But, like, he raps. His music is for that culture. Right, see right, what I'm right, saying? Right, right, and yeah. it's huge in that culture already. You can already see it in... um. In L.A. and um, uh, who was the the rap group? That, I guess they weren't technically rap. Uh, Lincoln Parks or something like that. They had already been adopted yeah. Yeah, yeah, hip hop front, culture front, a yeah, long yeah, time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, even even the Fred Durst of the world and everything. Yeah. You know, they try to spit. But we, know, I, I'm not. It's not on my radar. But I know it's out there. Like yeah. it's huge. No, I, I listen. Yeah. I listen. I yeah. used but to listen. The Tigre rap and all of that, and it's just one point. They're black. Right. You mm. know, like Lincoln Park and them. Like those, oh, yeah, those people in South America. They are. They are. Mm -hmm. And they. It's the thing that I told you about the uh, slave trade, mm -hmm. where in the U.S. they bred us, but down there they were just bringing people over because we died because mm -hmm. it was so much the, harder the to The sugar, do. it was a sugar cane. The sugar cane yeah. and the banana But since they've done a lot of whitening in a lot of places like Argentina sure. and some. Yeah. Oh, no, Argentina yeah. for sure, but like yeah. Colombia, Venezuela, those yeah, places, I'm yeah, just saying Brazil, that the their African influence, to Joe's it's, point about Salvador Bahia, it's right there at mm -hmm. the top. Mm -hmm. Do you know like what Brazil, I mean? Brazil's the number, the biggest... Concentration of Africans outside Africa and bigger than most African countries, like the number, yeah, 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 yeah. sheer number, yeah. yeah. But Venezuela is super black, e Ecuador, uh, uh Peru, Colombia. Uh, but I'm not, I, I think, not even from a, a blackness perspective, I think like it's across culture, you, correct? Yep. If you to, to be this ubiquitous, it, yeah. it's, 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 it's across it's, culture, it's yeah. other people. That, that are going yeah. to adopt, adopt and practice. If you go on Spotify too, right now, there's Arabic rap, 
Yeah, exactly. Writers, yeah, yeah. there is all types of rap. Well. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is interesting, but you know, I actually listen to some of it. Yeah, right? and, like, my favorite thing to do when I travel is to find the um, urban, urban fashion. Like the you know the stores like that does like the uh, derivative of like what we do you know what I mean? Shout out I, to Pata in Amsterdam. We'll be there in September. Yeah, I can't fit none of the stuff because I'm too big. But like I just like to see it, you know. And then like when I travel a lot, I've connected with artists too. Like been in the studios with people making music, uh, been to concerts, been on stage. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think all of, I think all of those points are, are very very valid, man. So we um when we're thinking about that direction and how it can continue to grow. So with growth, you, you got to acknowledge problems, right? Like what what are what are what are some things that could derail this? Um. And I don't mean outside of the culture. I mean, what are some things that people do inside of the? Culture? I, I I'll I'll say this. Here right now. Um, for people my age, and I uh, uh, can speak to this, you know, authenticity in rap was big for us. Like, I, I, you can rap about whatever you want. You don't have to lie to me, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, if you read 20 books a day, rap about that, man. Make it sound good. If you cook, rap about cooking. If you a dreamer, rap about dreaming. These kids today are rapping about spinning and drilling, and they are actually doing it, mm-hmm. right? Like, and so... The level that we see it at, and I'm not talking about it, is this life imitating art or art imitating life? You know, I think that's an important is, question, though. I, I think this is their life. I think this is who I think this is right. who they are. Like I don't right. think that they're putting on it. I think exactly. this is what they're living. Right. Um, but we have to acknowledge that if we're talking about it being ubiquitous, what would be something that would pull people away from it? And that constant cloud of that. I'm not talking about like whether or not you should be allowed to have a facility to have a concert, right? Like we can we can have actual numbers on that and say, hey, you know what? It wasn't many. I seen I seen Trainwreck '99, right? Like damage can be done, and nobody takes away your culture for it and stuff like that. You know, I'm not talking about that. I mean, as far as who deserves a platform, who doesn't? Not even deserve. Not even like if, if if Day Day has a streetwear brand, and I'm marketing it through this music, but the people that I choose to market it through. You know, two of them got killed. One of them got caught with thirty. They're bricks. in this lifestyle. They're in this lifestyle still, and they're not. They, they, you know, how, those things can take away the opportunity to be as omnipresent as we're talking about. That's all. That's the oh, only you're thing saying, I'm really uh, the 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 right apple can spoil the bunch type yeah, thing. Where, where, and I'm not. But I think about, it's so I'm big though. Outside the we're culture, already. Mind you. I'm talking about where, right. where where it causes people inside the culture. Ha- to lose opportunity, lose money. Lose opportunity, lose that. Like for me, I love hip hop. But mm-hmm. if 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 hip hop is gonna go to where I'm actually on a real song, rapping about a op, and then I pull up on him and I, I I'm letting down. But it's been that way though, no? Yes and no, right? Like so 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 yeah, like Can man, I say something the real about East, that? West Coast, yeah, yeah, it it has been that way, but it's social media now. Like right. people was doing exactly. stuff back then, yeah, yeah. and then it wasn't. I'm a I'm a make a video or I'm a do whatever. You could move in silence. I ain't saying people should be doing stuff to people, but I'm saying the whole culture. It's not even related to hip hop, but social media has made it. People doing the police work for the police. Right, uh, and, and, it's and, more and, transparent. Right. Hey, we have we have artists that that die because of this stuff on music. So I'm right. not saying it's new. Like, but I, 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 is that the music or is that the, the are they gonna die without the music? But that's I mean, what that's, that's, so, the, so, the, no, 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 that's what I'm asking. I'm not even so I'm like, not even saying what informs the music. I'm saying the cloud hanging over the I agree the with corporate, you. Like it's not yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cuz that is part of why it's so I agree with this. You. You know I, I think so just one point here. I think the same reason why it's grown so much is the same reason that 
is cause for concern, right? Because it's not being moderated per se, right? Because back then you had people that could say, this is good, this is not good, I'm going to put it out, I'm going to distribute it, right? In some instances, because now anybody can create anything and they create a following, they'll listen to it. That's the reason why the people who are creating are doing what they're saying, because they got people that resonate with that. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do that. What you're saying makes a lot of sense, like uh, looking at the history of Carnival, right? Because I told you I studied this, right? Um, before it was sponsored and became this global event, it was like just all like African black people. And, and my grandfather was like at the forefront of it, uh, the band called The Invaders. The, the Invaders uh, shell, the gas company came to my grandfather's like, hey, we want to sponsor you, but you guys have a reputation for violence. Carnival is violent. It was just like f gang fights. So my grandfather's band was the first one was like, yo, we want this money in within this thing, then we got to clean up, right? And they did do that, and they like, you know, and then it becomes this huge thing, and then it's not even authentic anymore, you know what I mean? So... You know, that's if we're, what you were saying, right? How, yeah, how do yeah. we but, balance in the two, right? Yeah, but like that's if you do if if you're if you're if you're asking how do we not scare away these corporate sponsors and like you know you know uh, get that cloud the stigma off of there? If you're doing it for that purpose, you know what I mean. That's when I think there's a, you have a ch ch chance to lose authenticity. Like if we're gonna get rid of the stigma and the violence within the culture because it is affecting us, I think that's a, a better a better way. But yeah, also, do you say that, Daddy? And what about this? Because the remember with NWA and some of the things they did to them and some of the things that they made them do is what about you change who the corporate sponsor is and it's more conscious because, like, look at us now. Like, we have, um, what do you call it, Daddy? Black capitalism, mm -hmm. which is going to move a different way. And so people can still be authentic, but you're helping people. This is where you are. How can we help you move to another place, right? Because your mm -hmm. grandfather's band probably did some of that within the culture, mm -hmm. right? Do you know? Does that make sense? We I don't have know what people I'm like to uh, um, million dollars worth of game. This is their message to the culture. It's like, yo, you, you guys are ruining your own opportunity. You know what I mean? You're 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 not even giving yourself a chance. You know what I mean? You're gonna get locked up. You're gonna get killed. You're gonna do this, but you have this opportunity, this platform. Like, but that's I think like to answer your question, Joe. I think it's more most important. To, to do this for the culture and not for, you know what I mean, not for the sponsorship. And and I think, um, I think you know, just one of, one of the things um, Alvin, Alvin had kind of mentioned earlier, I think when we when we look at this in the, in the totality, we are seeing some of these things happening in real time, right? Like, so we're seeing the pivots. I guess that might be the old head in me that's just like, you know, I like change. I, I like all the stuff that brought to hip hop because it made it easier for me to consume music too. Like, and I got a lot more, like mm -hmm. I'm listening to, Fly and like all these cats that I wouldn't have known about without these technological advances, right? Because I don't have mm -hmm. time to go to the store every Tuesday and spend hours digging through records anymore and trying to find acts. But now I can go look at, listen to a new playlist, find like five or six new acts, and spend some time with them. So I do think we're seeing the changes. I do think, um, I, yeah. So you you phrased that better than I was phrasing it. So I understand. That I do not think that the life is imitating um, art. I think art is imitating life. Right. But to Alvin's point. Um, about that, I think now with what we're getting, and it is a little bit of bias, but I I think it used to be like a coded talking rap mm. that was a part of the allure of the. That's where some of the slang came about, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm creating words so that you don't really know what I'm talking about unless you know what now. I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, they're putting it on blast. But 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 the coolness was in the creation, right? right. Like part of it was in the, was in the creativity of it. Like it's much more creative to come up with a. Like a metaphor. I don't, but I also think just your age and your wisdom just yeah. says this is wrong. Period. You know what I mean? Like this is bad for the culture because you're like, you know what I mean? 
Because he wants to keep saying hip hop continues. Nah, because he doesn't want to see young people dying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And going to prison and like yeah. suffering. You know what I mean? That's and we because didn't when we were that age. Back then, but it was a whole nah, different Nah, when we were that age, we were trying to live that life. You know what I mean? Like, I, I tried to be Tupac. You know what I mean? Like, growing up. You were trying to be Tupac? Or yeah, was who your wasn't? Life? <laughs> I don't. I nah, don't you know. I mean, I, the, the music really influenced, our, really influenced our life, I think. What do you think, Joe? I do. I do. All right. Hey, look. So, I'm actually kind of I'm surprised that we had this many angles on the discussion. I didn't think. I, I didn't think you. We, it wasn't going to be a good convo. I knew it was going to be a good convo because y'all are good conversationalists. But I was kind of like thinking that we weren't going to be able to keep it on the track of the impact and growth, and we were going to get fixated on like the details of the history and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because he said and, he and didn't I, know not, it, but you came in I'm with it. It came in I'm with some facts. Yeah, and I'm not opposed <laughs> to that discussion either. But you know, I feel like this discussion is one where we're kind of talking about how it can continue to spread and carry some of our right. traditions, messages, all these other things mm-hmm. that we have. It has picked up from all these other things along the way um this felt like that common song and i'm blanking about his he love her but it was hip-hop and also i used to love her i used to love her see i was like what the name of this fucking song joe you didn't let me do my verse and it's at the end but you know i had my verse because you told me to have a verse it was me can we close out with her verse I got, I got a line I want to close with, you know what I mean? Well, I will yeah. have to close my verse. I just want to date it. This will resonate with you, especially because I said, you already, when you hear my voice, you know I came to do shit. Like, that whole Mia X thing, that's me, dog. And you, <laughs> if you hear my voice, you know I came to do shit. I'll just die and say that. Go, Shout brother. out to the biggest mama, Mia. Daddy, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here? I think I went with that Toby, uh, try, try Jesus, don't try me. Yeah. <laughs> Toby be spit. Yeah. Al, 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 you want to wrap it up, man? You got anything? No, no, I'm good. You said I'm you good. was coming with some Tupac, but you said Juicy. Nah, so. Juicy, Juicy resonate with me. It's my story. It is your story, see? All right, man. Well, thanks a lot, man. I'm tired of letting it sit on ice. I'm tired of niggas woofing on me. Back-to-back pods today. How is niggas looking for me? Thank you, Mozzie. Let's get out of here. Yo. Yeah. That was good, y'all. Mozzie.